When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome back to Starcaster Marks, and welcome into the studios here online. Uh, I am Ryan Chambers. I am the host of Starcaster Marks. We are the only d- fan-led Dallas Stars podcast, and we are brought to you by DraftKings. We thank them for sponsoring our podcast and also the entire Hockey Podcast Network. Um, uh, here in just a short little while, uh, we're going to get be getting our Super Bowl picks here in a little bit because that seems to be a little bit more fun to talk about right now, Chris. Uh, than that game that we just uh, witnessed. But nevertheless, we're going to talk about the game first, get that out of the way. And it it, it was a really weird game. After, you know, us get, taking two games off and not doing after-game reviews with the game against Nashville and the game against the uh, Jets, this one just didn't seem right. I, yeah. I don't put put some words in my mouth to help me understand this game. It's a pretty bad opening act for the Super Bowl, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a perfect one. I hopefully mean, the, hopefully the halftime is a lot better than than uh, the Stars game, but we'll see. Yeah, but either way, the Stars kind of sucked. I mean, they didn't show up, is what it was. <laughs> I mean, they had they, they would have had five shots in every period if it wasn't for the three power plays we had in the third. I mean, in the second, and that, I mean that was the game. The Avs dominated us. The Stars didn't show up. The end. I really didn't think the uh, the stars played all that bad for the most part. Well, I mean, um, look at their shots: <laughs> five, it, five in the first, four in the third. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And I, I mean, defensively, that... I'll agree with you. I mean, other like the first goal was pretty fluky. The second goal was a good, solid one. But the re- other than that, defensively, we were we were decent. But there was just no like you say creativity in the offensive zone. It was dump it in, get it to the point, shoot it from the point, and that was it. Right. There, and, there was nothing going on other than the one play from Rope turning the corner. That's the only scoring chance I thought we even had. Right. And just throughout the game tonight, it just, uh, I'm so used to it being night. It's in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> um, I'm so used to, you know, watching this team and at seeing at least a little bit more pushback, even in the games where we're getting kind of destroyed on. But th- that view, that just seemed like a team that had been at home for too long, as Razor put it. And there was, they just didn't have any energy in their legs left. And it seemed as the game went on, the first period was man, it was okay, even though we were down to nothing. And it, it was like, yeah, we can still come back in this game. I and that second period, we had opportunities. We, we were, for the most part, we were, we, we weren't like dominating the period, but we were controlling the puck, right? Yeah. And, and that I was, mean, that's due to the power plays. And 
I mean, we get the power play chances three to one in a game like that. We should. That's our advantage. I mean, we, we have, have one of the score. best power plays. We have to score on one at least. And that's the only way we're going to beat good teams like this. So if you don't score on them and like they didn't even look good. I mean, there wasn't great chances in them at all. No. And the Avs aren't Any a great penalty kill team. Like they're in the bottom half. So there's really no reason for it. And, uh, you know, obviously one of the biggest comments coming out of this game that I saw on Twitter before I jumped on here was, boy, do we miss Klingberg. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that, the whole talk around the NHL of, well, where's Klingberg going to go? Where is he going to get traded to? And that if, if we look like that and, you know, Klingberg is really that big of a deal to the Dallas Stars, I'm really scared to see what this looks like assuming that Jim Nill still wants to go for a playoff spot and we trade John Klingberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, if we were like, okay, fine, we're not making the playoffs, then whatever happens, whatever well, happens. Yeah. Those but two things are mutually so, exclusive, I think. So, right. And you, I mean, that's also correct, but there, there's still that little bit of hope in me that we keep John Klingberg, but we'll see. And he was obviously missed today, especially with yeah. those three power plays. They, they, they just sucked. And, and I definitely sucked. think that's, a large part of it because like they said in the broadcast, he has the most power play assists on the team. Also, every time he's not in our lineup, which he's had a couple of games throughout the season where he's just been out just because we've had illnesses and stuff. And he had a couple of games where he was injured, but those games our power play was bad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal. So that that's, what's going to tell you where this team is or what this team is doing at the trade deadline is what happens to, to Klingberg. So Two other things I want to jump into before we jump into the uh, goal summary for today was um, the biggest thing that bothered me more than anything was the transition game for the Stars today. And it was really obvious in all three periods. Um, Us being able to get out of our own zone was not in existence today. It was throw the puck up the boards or, you know, a, you know, a, loop over into the offensive zone or into the neutral zone or whatever it, we were just having a really hard time getting out of our zone. And that just, I mean, especially when the avalanche are on the road, that's the way they play their game. And that's how they won tonight is because I keep saying tonight this afternoon, because they just kept, they just kept pressuring. All they had to do was pressure and we would turn over the puck in our own zone. And it was getting really frustrating for me. Did you see any of that yeah. T- today? Yeah, it, it was. And you're exactly right. The way you put it too. It, it wasn't that we weren't just getting out of our zone. Cause we kind of were, but we were just like hacking it out and flipping it out. Like you were saying, which is exactly true. There was no passing going on at all. Like it was one D man to the other D man. And then it just trickles out somehow. And there was no, like we didn't really have an odd man rush going the other way all night long because we couldn't pass. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, and that's just part of what happens when the stars don't show up is that they don't pass. They get rolled over on the, on the opposing teams for check and they don't get scoring chances. So it was a classic case of not caring is what it felt like. I, I think they're just tired. I, I think the two previous games kind of, kind of wiped them out, but at the same time, it's not like they didn't have a, a day in between to recover from. Each of those games. So, (laughs) So, I mean, I I don't know what the issue was, but I think it's 1 p.m. on a Sunday and everyone wants to go watch the Super Bowl party. (laughs) That's what that's what it was true from the refs on the last play, too. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. That's some garbage. Like, I know the game's over. Mm -hmm. We're not going to win, but that's a dangerous play. Right. He's tripping our guy straight into the boards. It's a slew foot like he didn't use a skate, but he slew footed him with a stick. 
It's ridiculous. It must be something about Miro Haskinen and uh, like the last couple minutes of a game that he he just doesn't deserve to no, get it called. It has something to do with the refs penalty? being lazy and being terrible <laughs> at their jobs is what it has to do with. I think the refs were ready to go go watch the Super Bowls. They definitely we were. were. It was so. ridiculous. And and I, I really I'm I'm just gonna say it to for this game that the stars were just tired. Uh, I didn't expect to win this game, but if. If we were going to win one out of the next two, which we really need, we really needed to win this game over the game on uh, Tuesday. We're going to play the Avalanche again in Colorado. Uh, the one that we had more of a chance of winning was the, was today, and that didn't happen. And that was that was the only frustrating thing. Um, I mean, the Colorado Avalanche, you know, give them full credit as well. You know, we we talked about the Stars and how they were really frustrating in today's game, but. I mean, they came in and showed exactly why they're, you know, arguably the Stanley Cup contenders right now, and they should win the Stanley Cup. This well, they're, year. they're, they're the, the favorites, team. yeah. <laughs> but and yet, the Avs played good, but like the Stars were bad, and they still hung in too, which gives me a little bit of hope. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We gotta win. We can't lose both of these to the Avalanche. We gotta get at least a point out of the next game. So, and if this, and I meant to get into this after your point, but if this is the way the team is gonna show up, whenever. There's like there's jobs on the line right now. Like Dallas is definitely teetering between buying and selling coming up on this trade deadline. If this is the way that these guys are going to play, then there's going to be a lot of selling and there's going to be a lot of guys on different teams. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I just don't know if they would really buy that much. You really think what are you talking about? John Klingberg, Joe Pavelski, who's having a great year despite his age. I'm talking about the stars buying. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I well, just I it, I think it's either either they sell or they stand pat. That's how it's gonna be. I don't see Jim Nell going out and getting another player. Well, especially when we this team something is, if he wants to try and put it into the playoffs. And so that's if he, the if other he does thing. nothing, that's just gonna make me even more mad than anything. I'd rather sell yeah. than do nothing. Yeah. Well, um uh what the only other thing I wanted to get into before we get into the goal summary is just the play of both the goaltenders today. Because in one aspect, I don't think that Kemper was all that tested today. So I mean, he made it. He made. He was there when he was needed to be, and he made saves when he was needed to be. But the stars didn't overly test him. The only kind of chances the stars would get, or if you can even call them chances, uh, was just shots from the outside from the perimeter. Even on the power play, the suitor had. I mean, he was just. He was up at the. Top of the top of the blue line, it right in the middle of the slot, and he just shot Great. one straight. There was no traffic, no Great nothing. Shot into the chest, Great and shot. and then I'm just like, <laughs> that's what we're gonna see for the rest of the game, and I was right. That's that's all we saw in today's game. So Kemper was not overly tested, but the Stars didn't, you know, get enough high quality scoring chances like they needed to. And, and on then the flip on side, Holby is terrible. <laughs> right, and I, and I'll agree with you on that. And I almost put this on Twitter, but I, I held my uh, my fingers back from typing this. But I almost thought about taking uh, Holtby out of the game in the first period. And, you know, it, it it seems to work for other teams, right? Especially when the Stars, you know, they they have a big lead or something and they the other team switches the goaltender if it's like 3-1 or 3-0 or 4-1 in favor of the Stars. And then they, the other team turns around and wins the game. So I was... I mean, you could you could see it from the first period that the that they were just dead, uh, that, that they were not skating, and that was one of the things that Razor talked about before the game even started. Is that if you want to hang with this Colorado Avalanche team, you have to skate, you have to skate, and they didn't do that. 
Yep. And uh, how did I get from Holtby to, to skating? I don't even remember. Anyway, trying to Holt- get some life into the team by yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, the there you period. go. So it so I mean, would you have pulled Holtby in the first period and thrown Ottinger in there? I mean, probably not, just because he's getting his first start back. Um, and that was but, the only thing that that kept me from typing that. Is I mean, this is his first game in a while. Yeah. So but, I mean, he didn't like. So he didn't make a terrible mistake until the third goal. But I mean, on the first two goals, they were savable too. And like he didn't make a big save all game, which I mean well, he, he had he had a couple of de- uh, pretty good saves, but it, they, they weren't Mary like I wasn't you, paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't like you know I don't know what you call it like high quality saves or anything like that. But I don't know he he just did not have a good game tonight. So well, and that third I, goal I was fully, the worst allowed yes. goal we've seen all season. Like, and I, I mean, and he knew that he knew that you could see his body language after that. It he doesn't matter if he knows it. It's in. terrible. <laughs> well, so that, that's the, that, that like that was a microcosm of the entire game. Just how mm-hmm. lazy the whole team played just showed up in that moment. A wrist shot from literally the middle of the point. He saw it the entire way and it just goes by. Just missed it. Yeah, that's that sums up the entire game. I think lazy is probably the wrong word. I think Ty it, it really lazy. is it. It's not tired. They had rest. If they're on a back-to-back, sure. They had multiple days. I, I mean, just, I just don't a think home, a home, a home stand is not t- tiring. <laughs> it, it's the thing that people talk about during home stands that are difficult is it being like distracting. So that's why sometimes during a uh, playoff series, we saw. Uh, I don't remember when it was. It was the year whenever we won the Western Conference, uh, the regular season. Uh, mm-hmm. They decided that they were going to stay in a hotel even when they were playing home games just to keep the same rhythm going. And so they do that. And the reason for that is so that you don't have the distractions of home and you're only focusing on hockey and the guys around you. But tiredness is not one of them. You don't get tired just from being at home. So I don't buy that at all. Well, um, here's a big question before we get into the goal summary. One more question. Do you throw Holtby back in there? and say mop up you had a really bad game you're gonna do better or do you throw otter in there because i can you can make an argument for both no otter's played otter's played better so it's got to be otter i mean we have to win the next game like we we have to get something out of it we can't just be like uh hope you'll figure it out we we don't have time for him to figure it out you know it Mm. it has to happen now well I, i mean you don't I mean, throwing Holtby in there wasn't exactly the greatest, you know. Yeah, I thought that was a dumb decision either. anyway. I, I mean, I I understand, I understand the logic behind it, but I still don't understand it. When we literally just talked about, you know, Otter, you understand it, you don't understand it, but you do. I understand the logic. <laughs> I understand the logic. I just don't like it because Otter has just been lights out. He's been arguably no, he's been the best Stars goaltender this season, and you don't let him go out against a big game like that, especially at, at home game. where he's been best, where he's been better. Yeah. And then throw Holby out on the road. And I mean, I don't know. And, and and then now you get, you put yourself in a situation like this where it, where if you're Rick bonus, you're like, which goaltender do I go with? I mean, Holby in, and after a game, he's lost really bad. He's been really good the very next game, but then you have Otter who's been really, really <laughs> good lately. So it's it you you put yourself in a situation like that, and I understand the logic. I still I just don't like it. And when your number one goaltender is sitting on the bench against the NHL's best team, I just don't understand that. 
Yeah. So well, either way, after that third goal, he deserves to not play the next game. So that's yes, my opinion. He, that that third goal was should have never gone in against uh, Abe Kubel. But and we still had a chance going into that point. We had we had a Dallas Stars chance, if you will. You know, start playing <laughs> in the last ten minutes and see what you can do. <laughs> and that ended that real quick. So right. Um, I, I I was already thinking about the Super Bowl in the middle of the second period. I'm like, after that third uh, power play we had and nothing came of it, I was just like, okay, yep. this game's over. Yep. I still watched it because, you know, it's something to do, but still. Um, anyways, first period, uh, within the first five minutes, Gabriel Landeskog of the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, if I can talk, gets his 21st of the year from McKinnon and McCarr. Of course, the three big guys for Colorado get it taken care of. Um, and... I mean, it was just kind of a really good tip. There's nothing that Holtby could have really done about that. It was it was a lucky bounce a little bit, and uh, you well, know, he could have been positioned better. He was in a bad spot. If you I watch it, I don't think he was in a bad spot. Go back and watch. It. You'll agree with me. <laughs> and then um, second goal, probably about another six minutes later, Kadri gets his twentieth of the year from Makar, and uh, that was a pretty goal. That was a really pretty goal. Although it was really frustrating. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. And I didn't even really, you know, notice this until they were showing the highlights towards the end of the game, like they normally do. But the stars outnumbered the Colorado Avalanche down there two to four, yeah. and the two guys that scored the goal were there. So yeah. it's so we had the manpower down there, but we just got puck watching because it's Kale McCarr. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was about to say. The two guys that we let go though was McCarr and Kadri. So <laughs> those are like two of the last people. Well, actually, a Avalanche have a lot of those people, so never mind. Yeah, they, I mean, they have <laughs> quite a few. And uh, Kadri is having an an, an enormous year. He's and hey, awesome. guess what? He's 32. Jamie Ben, you could do that too if you wanted to. Uh, you know, that's the end of the first period pretty much. Um, in the first period, the, the Stars were just not getting it out of their zone at all. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, and, and I thought it was okay. It was okay. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. It was just below average if, if that was a good way to describe the first period is is that accurate i thought the offense was bad <laughs> the defense was okay i guess but so below i average. guess adding those together is below average yeah sure yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um going into the second period uh it it looks boring because nothing happened in the second period but that's not true because the stars pushed a little bit they got their they got their power play chances but they did absolutely nothing with it on the power play and we talked about that too and that was the story of the second period and at that point at the end of the second period we both knew probably that the stars were not going to win this game yep the refs had to make their paycheck so they decided to just call all the penalties in the second only right and you know talking about the power play was there anything that the stars were doing that, or that they could have done better uh, yeah, they were just passing it around above the faceoff dots, you know, where all the goals are scored, you know, far <laughs> away from the net. Smart thing to do. <laughs> Idiotic. Get the puck behind the net, get in front of the net, and make something happen. That's well, how we score our or... goals is in the slot every single time. So I don't know what they were trying to do. We literally had four guys above the circle for the majority of all three of them. Well, because one, and, and this is a microcosm of everything that happened in the game. One, the Colorado Avalanche were pressuring us a lot, and we were not able to handle the, handle the pressure from their penalty kill for some strange reason. And then the second thing was, I mean, if you're going to shoot from the point, at least get some traffic in front. Somebody, yeah. somebody get in front. You know, Jamie, uh, I mean, Gary Onoff is a, is a big dude. I mean, 
I mean, heck, throw Essa Lindell in there for, for you know, portions yeah. of his career. Essa Lindell's been in front of there. And we just didn't see any of that. And if they pressure, if they're pressuring you like they were, I agree. They had a good penalty kill. It was very aggressive. Then that's when you go behind the net and you use the net to your advantage and you stretch them out and make them skate. It 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 seemed like they were just passing it back and forth between five feet at the top of the zone, and then Colorado would get it and get a odd man rush on the penalty kill. Right, and I, I don't I don't know about what to do about this uh, power get play. Get back. That's what you do about it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll go ahead and say it again, inconsistency. That's been the story of this season. Two really good games followed by a really bad game. So anyways, it would go into the third period. Third period, really the Avalanche are just, you know, just stretching the clock out, you know, getting rid of time. And uh, it was a harmless shot from the point that should have never gone in. And Holby knew it. We knew it. Razor mentioned it, that it should, that's a puck that should never go in. And uh, Abe Kubel, the former Philadelphia Flyer, gets his seventh of the year uh, from Tyson Jost. And I am Vel Nichushkin. And uh, that's that was the end of it. I mean, we already knew yeah. it, the game was over, but that really kind of like <clears throat> shut the door on uh, the Stars' chances for any kind of hope for anything. So that would end the game. And uh, oh, oh, wait, they don't even have the empty net goal on here on the NHL. No, they don't. I have it. Oh, yeah. oh. NHL, you messed up. Um, but let's and we kind of it already was Landis talked about Cog. it. It was Landis Cog, and it was unassisted. So the the score looks bad, but in all reality, it wasn't really that bad until until the very end. There it was two nothing for a majority of the game. And yeah, uh, I mean, it was one shot or one lucky thing. Like if that that review, if we had gotten lucky and Kemper kicked it into his net, like completely different game. Maybe that gives us life. And just no one decided to do that for us. It was like with all the all the leadership and age on our team, all the veterans, you think that'd be something that'd be easy to get is to know how important this game is and find a way to get something going. But nobody decides to do it. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chats. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. <laughs> Well, every game at this point for the Dallas Stars is going to be important because but especially it, against a hard team like this, like you, you, yeah, you got to show something here. Now, 
I, I'm I'm not so mad about this game because it is the Colorado Avalanche and you know they are the best team in the NHL and I didn't expect to win this game. I still look I mean, but you could still look at this game and say, like, we could have done that better and maybe the score would have been closer, or we could have done that better, or we could have gotten a save here. Yeah. Or I mean, there were just a lot of things that the stars could have done better that maybe it would have made it a game. Yeah. Yes, maybe it, Colorado still would have won the game, but there were a lot of factors that the stars did not do in order to make a more favorable outcome for themselves in the game. Yeah, the I frustrating mean, thing is that play, they sucked, not just that they lost. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and bring this up too. Cause Troy, I swear you were reading my mind, man. Um, uh, Troy on Facebook. Thank you for listening, Troy. Um, another thing I hate when they dump and chase nine times out of 10, it ends up being a giveaway. Keep possession. It sometimes works against a mediocre team, but not for elite teams like the Avs. Really good point. Cause I'm the, the thing is, is that when you dump and chase, it's great if you get it. But yeah. in a game like today where you dump and chase and you don't get it, don't chase. it's super frustrating because all they it's like two passes and it's out of the zone for the ass. And, and the and crazy the, thing about the Stars using that strategy is that they're the wimpiest team like in the entire league. And that has to do with their age and stuff. But like you have to be aggressive if you're going to dump and chase. You have to jump and then chase, then hit the guy who has the puck, then take the puck from him. Like aggression. that's a physical thing. Aggression. There has and, to be some aggression. But our team isn't a physical team, so why are we trying to play like that? Like, Ropa Hintz is not a guy who's going to go lay a hit onto a giant defender and steal the puck from him. He does it because that's what he's forced to do in this system, but how how much better would he be if we just carried the puck into the zone like like he said, like Troy's saying? Like, well, the, the thing is, is about the whole carrying the puck thing, There are we have players that can do that. Yeah. But what, it's, what it seems to be and what it's what it seems to be from Rick bonus is that he's scared to turn the puck over in the neutral zone. And he's and just stubborn. I, I think that's... he's, he's playing his strategy because he wants to play it. And he's not playing the strategy that will work best for the players that he has. He has puck moving defensemen and quick forwards. He does not have big guys who are going to lay body checks into big defensemen. And he doesn't care. He's going to play the style that he knows how to coach and it's wrong. It's incorrect. Well, and if you want to play that kind of style, then then put the players together that are like that. We don't I have mean, them. Our checking I mean, line is Rafael Glendinning and Foxa. Right, but I mean, like <laughs> those if you guys have, don't hit. But I mean, I'm talking about like I mean, Robertson can do it when he wants to. Ben definitely fits into that category of a physical. Ben player. is the only and guy. Then, we have right, ben and you're right. That's that, that's exactly my point. That's my point. Is is like if you're gonna go that route and you're gonna go that way then you put the guys together who are going to do that. And, we but don't it have seems like guys that we would have it, one that, line. Maybe. <laughs> yes. You're you are. That is exactly my point, Chris. And I'm agreeing with you hundred percent, but so the whole, the whole dump and chase thing just doesn't work for us. I mean, if we turn the puck over more then fine, great. It, it, it seems to be that, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be working. The fact that we're a defensive team now we're not. I mean, you can you can look at the stats for the stars and argue that the stars are not a defensive team anymore. What are we? A one line no team. Idea. We are a one line team. That's true. With uh, with some secondary scoring lately, and it, and we're back to this whole thing of you know the stars don't have an identity right now, 
And, you know, that was the big thing that made the Stars go that direction. It was when Jim Montgomery figured out, hey, this team could work really well if we played defensively. Mm -hmm. And maybe we're at that crossroads where Rick Bonus needs to decide, okay, what is what is this team? And that's exactly what I was going to get to. Who makes the identity of the team? It's the, it's coach. the head coach. He's the one who puts in the system. The, the end. Well, it, it's it's either him or the GM. So who's GM does it? not put in the system. GM, GM doesn't put in him. the system, but he but he does get the players that he wants. And the players that he has shouldn't be paying dump and chase. <laughs> He's not making that decision. Right. And so and that's what I'm more frustrated about more than anything is the fact that they just don't seem to have, have an identity with this team. So, uh, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about this so much, just the inconsistency, the, the, the fact that we're no longer a defensive team. We can't call ourselves a defensive team anymore. It's just, yeah, it's just not against is too high. That's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. So. Yep. And um, with that, if they don't get better in the next, what is it like 12 games? Then this team is done. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a big sell and everyone's going to go. So we'll see what happens in the next 12 games. If they can figure out what kind of team they want to be, or if the first line will just carry them and we'll be stuck with another three to five years of mediocre hockey. We'll see. Well, and the number 16 overall pick in the, in the draft. Let's <laughs> do um, that again. Do we, do we know when the, uh, the trade deadline is? Help me out, Chris. It's like a month. It's like a month. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, where's James when you need him? Exactly. We need James. James is, is, you know, being stupid and doing the responsible thing and working right now. So, Psh, but who needs to do that? Okay. But anyways, you know, we, we are talking about the importance of this next stretch for the Dallas stars. And it's good that the stars have a good uh, record against central division teams. But I mean, th this is one that seems okay. Fine, we can push off to the side, but we gotta. We, this can't be a typical thing against these top teams, especially if we want to make the playoffs. Yep, we'll chalk this one up to Super Bowl Sunday and forget about it. Yep. Um, for the next games, uh, Colorado on Tuesday, Chicago on Friday, uh, Arizona on Sunday. If we don't win that, the next two games after Colorado, we better win. Uh, Winnipeg again on Wednesday after seeing them a couple days ago. Nashville the following day. Buffalo, Los Angeles, Winnipeg again, Minnesota, Nashville. So you're seeing all these divisional matchups coming up soon. And not to mention you've got these uh, games against teams like Los Angeles, who, yeah, yes, they're third in their division, but the central, the Pacific division is really weak, and they need as many yeah. points as they can get. I was about to say, that, that schedule sounds like a good chance to get a winning streak going, so... So hopefully that's what happens. Right. And uh, we'll see how that, how it goes from there. Um, anything else we need to talk about, Chris? I, I can't really think of, I think we hit everything that I wanted. Von to. Miller's playing in the Super Bowl and the Rams oh, are yeah. going to win. Okay. So yeah, let's get into the Super Bowl because some people are saying that I'm a traitor because I'm not rooting for Matt Stafford. I, I love the guy sucks that he played for the lions for a decade and he's finally getting his chance in the Super Bowl. And I know he's from Highland park in Dallas, but I, I, I'm going for the Bengals here. I'm rooting for the Bengals and Chris is shaking his head. Nope. I know. Sorry. Von Miller is literally the coolest dude who ever existed. So Von okay, Miller, but you're, but you're, you're biased for a specific reason. What is that reason, Chris? 
Uh, yes, I'm biased, and it's because he's an Aggie, and he's mm-hmm. amazing. That's exactly he gives, right. He gives Aggies free glasses. He he gives so many free things. He gives up the the gigums and the horns downs and all those, and he's amazing. <laughs> he's gonna get two sacks. He's gonna get a fumble recovery, and the Rams are gonna win by twelve. Give me a, give me a Take score though. Give me a score. A score? Crap. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I can't do math that fast, dude. Thirty eight. To 26 26 favor of the Rams. Okay. Well, I don't even know if that's a possible score. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to say 28, 21. So, I'm, and I, I'm going to go with, the, no, I'll say 24, 21 to make it even more interesting. So, th- so they win by a field goal. So each team gets three, uh, three touchdowns and the kicker kicks it with two seconds left and wins the Super Bowl. That would be Cincinnati sick. Bengals. That yeah. would be awesome. I'll, be root for that. I mean, I'll root for that. Yeah. I, I just want to see a good game today. That's that's my only thing, because especially after the Stars game. And I don't want it to go to overtime. NFL overtime is terrible. Yeah, that 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 would really suck to end a Super Bowl like that, wouldn't it? It, it happened two years ago, I think. Well, Tom, uh, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. Just He just scored one touchdown, and it was over. And they're like, oh, we won. Crap. What, what game was it? It was this postseason. That like it was a it was a fantastic game and both and both quarterbacks were doing fantastic. Yeah, it was it the Chiefs? Wasn't it? Was it the Chiefs game? Yeah, it was the Chiefs. Chiefs and Bills. And then and the and the Bills lost. Yeah, no, yeah, the Chiefs lost. The Chiefs. No, lost? the Bills. The Bills lost. You were right. Yeah, it, no, yeah, because because it was everyone was like it felt really bad for Josh Allen because he had a fantastic yeah. game. It didn't even get to a chance to prove himself in overtime. Yeah, NFL still, fits your still... overtime. I still feel really bad about the Cowboys. I stopped watching after that. <laughs> Man, uh, it, it's just Dallas sports. It's just Dallas sports. Perfectly mediocre, every single team. And we sold Porzingis, too. Smart move, Mavs. Yeah, yeah. Luka yeah. doesn't need help. Oh, But w- when was he getting help from Porzingis? Porzingis was always hurt. Well, he's not getting any help now from him. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Uh, anyways. Um, I don't know the basketballs. They dribble it and shoot it and Luca good. That's why I you know. Not, do you not watch any basketball? How many games oh, no. have you watched? Of the Mavs? Yeah, for the Mavs. This year? Yeah. None. Really? That bad, I'll, huh? I'll watch highlights. I'll watch Luca <laughs> go, boom. That's sick. I've seen about four or five games this year on, on top of all the uh, – the in the crazy uh hockey games i've been watching i've I've been watching hockey like crazy this year Uh, i bought espn plus and you know i can pretty much watch any game whenever i want to other than when it's on uh, tnt but uh yeah so i've got some new favorite players that i've been watching on some of these uh, teams but i might have to do that next season seems like a good deal yeah well Anyways, anything else we need to talk about? I think that's it. We got our Super Bowl predictions, and we'll see how it goes, right? Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be studying during the Super Bowl, so please pray for me. What are you studying? I am stu- art history, prehistoric art history. I have rocks that vaguely look like things. That's cool. And I'm studying uh, <laughs> materials and methods. Yeah. If y'all want to know what a slurry wall is, hit me up, bro. I know all about them slurry walls. Slurry walls. Yeah. That sounds extremely fascinating. You make a wall out of slurry. I have no idea what that means, but okay. 
<laughs> okay, I, I, we're going to call it quits uh, here before we start talking about geology or more art history before this gets really boring and this turns into like a rock history podcast instead. Bro, I'll do so, one of those too. <laughs> Comment for the rock history podcast. Yep. Well, along with Chris, I'm Ryan. This has been uh, the after game review for game number 46. We are back with you guys. We're sorry about the last two games, but it's been real busy for all of us. Um, and please make sure you go and follow us on social media. All of our social media accounts are, uh, just available for you to follow. We'd appreciate that. Um, please. Tags. Huh? Our name tags aren't here. Yeah. But the bottom of the, of the overlay kind of covers up the name tags and everything. Oh. So. Well, you can follow Chris at Chris to cham. Follow me at, at starsboy 12, follow starcastic remarks at, at starcastic R. There you go. Does that work? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good enough. Okay. And thank you once again to DraftKings for sponsoring us and the entire Hockey Podcast Network. Go and use the promo code THPN. I'm sure there will be a lot of people using the promo code today for this. uh, Get in your parlays late, boys. Yep, agreed. Um, I don't even know if you're (laughs) (laughs) This is getting weird. We're just going to stop it now before it gets any weirder. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a very good afternoon and a good evening. Go Bengals.